Blessings and salutations, mystics. Welcome back, listeners, and welcome new listeners also. I am your host, Loli Moon. This podcast is dedicated to sharing brew that uplifts the collective spiritual wellness and growth, discussing all things spirituality and pure magic. This podcast is sponsored by Mystic Moon Medicine, which is my portal of love to the world, where I offer and share sacred ancestral tools for healing my tides and navigating the depths of the soul. I offer this through intuitive readings of tarot and astrology and by creating tools enhanced with magic and spirit. I return to this space as a diviner, as a healer, as a medium, uh, as a channeler, as a nomad of the realms, student of the universe, as a Erosha, Orisha devotee, and of course, a witch. Now, this potion brewing includes big emperor energy, duppies, and much more. Now, before I stir and pour out this brew, housekeeping and things first, my pretties. Now, my intention with this podcast is to reach as many beings as possible. And as a listener, you can help support this intention by liking episodes on Apple and reviewing us, giving us a review of up to five stars, following the podcast online, so on Instagram, and sharing the podcast on social media in general with other mystics. You can also support by becoming a patron and joining the Mystic Moon Coven on Patreon. This is an abundance exchange which allows you to receive exclusive offerings, including weekly video tarot readings and moon scopes, exclusive coven access to spells and rituals, magical and holistic recipes, a deeper look at astrology through exclusive insights written by yours truly, of course, because there is a lot more going on outside of what is covered in this podcast. And also recently we've been talking and doing some astrology workshops as well so that you can actually learn to enhance and empower your life with astrology on your own. Now, Coven members can also join the exclusive Coven meetings during new and full moons where we discuss how the moon is going to affect them uh, personally as a, as a collective and as ourselves, and as well as receive one-on-one readings where we discuss personal items that can be conjured in the apothecary or even the option to have personal work completed on their behalf at one of my altars because not everyone has the altar space or the capacity to do that. So there's also discounts that are included when you are a part of the Mystic Moon Coven as well. Um, and that goes for readings as well as exclusive, you know, shop sale updates and what have you. And so having all these juicy, juicy, juicy offerings will be available to you in the show notes below. Okay. Now, before I get into more stuff, there are some announcements I want to make. So first of all, um, there are two services that I am launching slash have launched already starting for this new astrological season, which I am going to talk about a little bit later. Um, so the first one is a cross divination service of using both astrology and tarot cards together. So I will use the chart of the moment. So the time that you actually book the reading, I will pull up the chart of the moment of the time that your reading is booked for. And I will also be using the tarot cards at the same time during the session to receive answers and clarity on the situations that are discussed. And so this idea actually came from a a few clients who have been asking me if they could have both divination systems used in their sessions. And it's not something I normally would do just because it's such a weird transformation, but you can honestly and truly get a lot of answers, a lot of clarity, and a lot of cross-referencing from both the stars, the planets, and of course the cards. So if you are interested in having a two-in-one sort of deal, um, definitely look at the Astro Tarot readings. Now that being said, depending on what the question is, um, I might be called to read the chart a little bit longer in the reading than I am to pull cards. It's really depends on what spirit is guiding me to do as the channeler. Okay. Um, but that is what the first new service is. Now the second service added 
is astrocartography readings. Now, this is also a divination system, and it's when you're using actually the locational astrology system that focuses on the elements of the natal chart, so your personal birth chart that is, and identifying these factors on a full-on world map. So with this type of reading, you can discover why you may feel pulled and even called to certain places on earth that you've never even been to before. And even determining places that may lead to you to have great success based on where the planets align based on your natal chart. And so this is a really cool system and it can take you to a lot of deep rabbit holes, if you know what I mean. Um, so both of these will be available to you in the show notes as well for those information under the booking link, okay? The last two announcements I wanted to talk about are product related. So the first one I talked about in the last episode, which is the Precious Honey Intention Oil. This is going to be charging under the Libra full moon. So if you want your bottle charged with your full moon intentions included, please ensure that you are reserving your bottles before the night of the 28th of March, okay? Which is coming up very, very, very soon. So if you wanna get your punny, uh, precious punny energy on, you need to reserve your bottles before the full moon so that your intentions can be added with them, okay? Now, the next product is one that I haven't even released to Instagram or have really put out there in the public a whole lot except for the Patreons, of course, the Patreon page has known about this from before, um, but this is the Aries Lunar Charged Bath Soak. So I know y'all love astrology so much, that's why a lot of you are here, is because of the astrology, and I love that because astrology is my deepest passion, I will have to say, and so I am trying to give you as much astrology as I possibly can in the most beautiful poetic and intentional ways, okay? So I'm introducing to you the Aries bath soak. Inspired by the zodiac itself and its ruling planet Mars, the bath soak includes blood orange slices, yarrow, and other herbs that support the intentions and energy surrounding Aries itself. Now, this patch will also be charging under the full moon in Libra. So um, details on where to grab yours will be available in the show notes. And this is not something I'm going to be stocking um, a whole lot of. I won't be making a whole lot of massive batches. It's really going to be like made to order. That's the, um, the direction that the apothecary is really going into. So if you want to have this charge under the full moon in Libra and you are feeling really called to awaken something within yourself during airy season or you feel like you need a bit of a kick in the ass <laughs> to get things going then you'll definitely um, benefit from this bath soak it's really 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 delicious and so with that being said beloveds i wanted to say this episode actually officially starts season two of the podcast so the first season had 21 episodes which is honestly like a pretty decent length, I would say, and I'm pretty satisfied with that. Um, but here, of course, we are following the astrological calendar. And so with it now being Aries season, it's the start of a new year. And so therefore the start of a new podcast season. So gang gang to what's the brew with Lily Moon, because we are now in our second season and I'm very proud of that. All right, my loves, let's get into the good stuff. We're going to start with our astro tea. So first of all, it is now airy season. We just had the spring equinox go out on March 20th. So that was just two days ago. Um, and now we are in full swing. And honestly, when we had the equinox, the morning of the equinox, it was like a typical like cartoon show over here in the north where I am. Um, there was a flock of geese that I saw that flew out where my window is. And just the idea of the geese returning back to Canada is such a typical spring equinox thing to see. Um, it was very, very, very cartoon-like. It was very interesting. Um, but the sun is shining. It's so much warmer. People are out more. The overall energy has just lifted so much. And it's amazing. So 
Aries, if you are an Aries sun and Aries moon and Aries rising, this is your time to shine. Aries suns, I say happy, happy, happy solar return to you. Do it up big. Um, please wake up only occasionally and choose violence, okay? We don't need y'all choosing violence every single day. Please do your best to not do that. Um, we love you. We love that you push us and we adore you very, very much for your enthusiasm, Aries. Um, Aries season is really going to remind us who the fuck we are and allow us to remember that we actually have standards for a reason and it's really for the sake of our own protection. And so by saying no more, we're actually invoking more of that Aries energy. Aries is very stubborn, okay? You know, animals with horns tend to be <laughs> kind of stubborn, you guys. Um, and Aries is very stagnant and very much so in its ways because it is a cardinal sign. Cardinal signs tend to have this, um, this energy of arrogance about them because they are the first to launch things forward, right? with the seasons. And so because of that, they don't oftentimes take the opinions of others too seriously. They'll listen out to them, you know, to show that they care, but they're not often going to apply those, you know, opinions. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it just shows how strong character the cardinal signs have, but it can come off a little bit arrogant and truly show how stubborn they are and how full of ego they can be at times. Um, and I say that as a cardinal sign, <laughs> sun. So, um, you know, just watch yourself. Um, but Aries season is going to be so full of blessings. We have the first full moon of the astrological year coming up this week. So that is something to look forward to in Aries season. Um, but definitely things are going to be push a lot forward a lot faster. A lot of our actions, a lot of our intentions, a lot of our manifestations are going to be moving a lot faster now because we are under the sun of a cardinal sign. Now, that also being said, as above, so below. So just like how our intentions are moving faster, so are ourselves. We are feeling extremely um, maybe more exhausted, maybe more run down, maybe more like under pressure and as though we have to accomplish more things, which isn't necessarily true, but it is something that we probably tell ourselves because we feel this, not panic, but this like underlying panic in the air. And that's because we're under the cardinal sign. So as a reminder, ensure that you are balancing your rest with your work. Um, and just take care of yourselves, but overall have fun and look at what your standards truly are and look at how you are invoking your boundaries and truly, you know, embodying that big emperor energy. The emperor card in tarot is ruled by Aries. If you look at the Rider-Waite-Smith uh, tarot deck, it's a, it's a man sitting on a throne and he's got these two ram heads on either side of his throne. And he just looks super, just very serious, you know, no fucks given. Um, he looks like the kind of man who says no, or I'll think about it all day, you know, like he's not, he's not playing around. Um, but t in the tarot, the emperor card is ruled by the number four, which is about equality and, and things being even on all sides. It's a little bit um, static, but also it's about stability and structure and discipline and ensuring that things are all even. So looking at our routines, especially because, you know, spring cleaning and all these other type of um, things that play out at this time of year, those are all still manifesting as well. Um, but also remembering that we have to look at our routines and our boundaries and really embodying that emperor energy is what's going to help us get through airy season, I feel. Now, the first thing I really want to go into in terms of the astro tea, though, like the real, real tea, because obviously you guys know that every season is, is here, like we all know it's coming. Um, it's, it comes every single year. Um, but the first movement we have going on in Aries season is Venus entering Aries. So Venus enters Aries or enter, I should say, Aries, actually yesterday. So the 21st of March at 1.16 p.m., and that is Eastern Standard Time. Now, when this was going on, Venus was actually sitting 
in the ninth house conjunct of course with the sun and um with Neptune still too, because Neptune is in Pisces of the 21st degree. So even though the Venus has just now entered Aries, um, Venus is still having and receiving a bit of influence of Neptune energy as well because of that conjunction to Neptune. Now, as we see Venus sitting in Aries, Venus in Aries is going to show us and have us remember and, and really look at again, our standards, but our standards in what we choose to accept in terms of what we choose to accept and receive from other people in regards to um, how much we're being paid in our jobs, in our careers, in the services we offer to people, um, in the company that we keep, in the way that we are upkept in our kinships and relationships, in all of the ways that we choose to receive items. Is it really top tier? Is it really high peak energy or is it lack is, is it is it lacking is it you know shadowy is it is it murky is it is it foggy what's going on with that with that space okay venus and aries is going to have a lot of people <laughs> actually jump into some fast moving uh relationships and kinships and, and and collaborations and networking there could be a lot of um movement to do with fast cash at this time so buha's mystics witches if you're listening um, if you are looking to do some quick abundance magic you definitely want to work that magic as candle magic with venus in aries okay now with venus being where she's at at the time um, she is also making a square to the moon, of course, because the moon was actually in Cancer and is still in Cancer right now because when Venus went into Aries, the moon was literally at the second degree. So the moon is still in Cancer right now. So we are currently under the uh, first quarter moon in Cancer at the moment, actually. Um, and so Venus is square to this moon. So there is this nonchalant energy of going back and forth on our actions and questioning if we are to move forward. And the truth is like, why are we stalling? Why are we delaying? Um, and if we peel back those layers, maybe we realize that the reason we were delaying things is because we didn't think we were really worthy of receiving them or that we were ready to receive them. We tell ourselves, oh, we're not ready. So we put it on a different timeline, but ready is just a cute way of saying not worthy. Okay, that's what it really is. So as Venus is in Aries and as items and things are being brought to your shores as abundance, as things to be received, as, as people trying to help you, as people trying to support you and uplift you, be more open to receiving and saying yes, but only again to what is worthy of your time and energy. And it's not about if you're ready. Because if you weren't ready, do you really think that spirit and your ancestors would bring it to your doorsteps if you weren't ready? You think they want to see you fumble the ball again? No. I'm sure they drag you through enough spiritual awakenings and ego deaths on your own. You don't need more. So why would they bring you your blessings too early? That's like a human thing to do. They would never do that. So put your ego outside of the equation and figure out what your numbers truly are, okay? Beloved, just know that it is time if it's there. If it's, if it's there, it is time, okay? Stop telling yourself you don't have the time or that it's not the time and that it's supposed to happen later and blah, 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 blah. No, that is you telling yourself that you are not worthy of it at this moment, which is not true. You are your higher self right now, okay? And Venus and Aries is going to remind us of that. But with the square happening with the moon, you know, as Venus went into this shift, what I do see is this blockage of cancerate energy, which is going back and forth and being very hot and cold. So get serious about what it is that you desire during this transit and ask yourself honestly and truly, um, is this really, really, really serving me? And, you know, what am I afraid of? What is the worst to happen if this were to were to manifest in my reality right now in this current timeline and what is the best thing to happen okay and looking at both sides of this equation is important because our minds automatically go to the what's the worst thing to happen 
right? So you might as well write it down. But once you look at both sides, you might actually realize that you can find some solutions to the so-called worst things to happen. And you'll realize that both paths can essentially lead to success, which is more of that Mars in Gemini energy that I was talking about in the last episode. Okay. And again, Aries season that which we are in and Venus is now moving into Aries. So we have even more Ember energy going on is ruled by Mars. So the fact that we have now Venus moving into that direction just shows us that we have even more countless blessings and opportunities coming our way. But we have to believe that we are actually ready, aka worthy of it at this time. Okay, that's really, really, really important during this transit. Um, for those who are wondering who is going to be affected the most by this transit, I'm going to say those who are under the Piscean Pisces placements, okay, in their big threes. Um, Aries, of course, if you have Aries in your big threes, you will also feel this a lot. Um, Libras and Tauruses in the big threes, you will feel this a lot, as well as Sagittariuses and uh, Cancers, you will also feel this a lot. Now, in terms of the Capricorns and Scorpios, this placement or transit could actually work really well in your favor and allow you to really understand that you had all the right moving parts. It was a matter of you understanding your own execution for you to actually see the results that you want. And you'll actually start to see those results happen now. So congratulations and uh, be open and ready to receive those as well. Um, but that is what I am seeing you guys for Venus in Aries. Um, moving into the next piece of the Astro T is the full moon in Libra that is happening. Okay, and this is happening on Sunday as well. And this is on the 28th of March at 2.48 p.m. Um, and that is, again, Eastern Standard Time. So you'll want to, um, you know, put that time zone into your own time zone. Um, and uh, for this moon, this is actually the moon I wrote as the 8888 portal because there is so much energy to do with the number eight as a vibration, just in the numbers alone, um, looking at the chart of the snapshot of when this full moon is actually happening. Now, again, this is the full moon in Libra and it is the first um, super moon of the year that we are having, which is um, very, very, very interesting, but, it, but it's, it is. We have four happening this year and this is the first one. So first of all, why am I calling it the 888 portal? Because we have the sun and the moon both at the eighth degree of Aries as well as Venus. And then we have Uranus who is in Taurus at the eighth degree. And we also have Chiron who's also in Aries at the eighth degree. So we have a lot of <laughs> number eights going on here. And the number eight is very much so connected to Scorpio energy and of course the infinity sign. So we think of cycles, we think of repetition, we think of death and rebirth, death and rebirth, and things kind of just flowing through as they need to. And I'm also supposed to think of a lot of karmic cleansing. Okay, and by karmic cleansing, I mean, you know, the, the cycles of, of bad behaviors and things that really don't serve us that we still maybe indulge in and the universe coming in and sweeping the floors and saying, all right, it's time to pay your debts, time to, uh, you know, clear up the space. And with the full moon in Libra, you know, Libra, as a Libra sun, I will say this, Libra um, is obsessed with balance. And as much as we don't really realize that in our lives, we really are and we will do absolutely anything to achieve that perfect balance because if we don't have that perfect balance in our minds we lose complete what we think is control and then we act completely crazy and then we're completely in our distortion and it's a hot mess a very hot mess indeed um so <laughs> that being said a lot of karmic cleansing can be happening during this moon and spirit saying it's time to bring things back into balance so if you are out of balance in certain areas, you're about to be re rebalanced by spirit itself, okay? Or themselves, I should say. Um, now because the moon is in the third house, there is this energy of Gemini that is being felt. 
and the north node is actually in Gemini itself. So when we have the moon sitting in this beautiful air sign Libra, we actually do have this really nice trine going on with the moon to the north node, which is again in Gemini because the north node is at the 12th degree. So with that being said, a lot of our reflection <laughs> is happening to do with where we are currently going in life and what are we doing to take ourselves further. And this is also not is it just big Gemini energy, but it's also very big Sagittarius energy, which is very honestly fitting for this moon because if I'm looking at the chart, we have Venus and Chiron and the sun all sitting in the ninth house which is the house that is ruled by Sagittarius. And Sagittarius likes to take things way out of proportion in a very dramatized sense in order to see the bigger picture, right? Uh, Sagittarius is very hopeful and very optimistic oftentimes, um, but can really expand things as much as Jupiter itself would want to. So we can be really asking ourselves a lot of these questions as we are seeing things sort of be cleansed out in that karmic way and allow ourselves to come to our own conclusions. Um, now, as well with this moon, we have a lot of beautiful trines honestly going on. Not only is the moon trying to the North Node, but it's also making a trine to Mars because Mars is also um, in Gemini and conjunct to the North Node. So a lot of positive movement and reality checks, honestly and truly, you guys, is going to be felt and received during this moon. And it's going to do us a lot of good justice, which is so cheesy, I know, because it's a full moon in Libra, but it's honestly true. Like the things that are going to be shifted and, and quote unquote rebalanced is for the better. And it's really going to move things in the positive direction um, for our collective destiny and for our true path and for the, the things that we are really trying to work forward to and, and towards, okay? So don't push things away. Um, and honestly, things should be moving relatively swiftly with all this air energy, all these grand trines I'm seeing in this moon, things are going to move really quickly. Again, this is a moon that we can actually work a lot of um, fast cash abundance kind of magic and not just cash, but also just any intentions or goals we have that are to be manifested in a shorter term. So a lot of our intentions that we set, you know, for our, for our dreams, especially those things that are connected to, you know, North node sort of elements, those things take, like I always say, three to six moons, if not more to come to fruition. But there are other intentions that we can put out there into the universe that don't have to take as much time to develop because they are smaller seeds that we are planting and they're still just as beautiful. So those shorter term um, goals and ideas and dreams that you have, allow yourself to reflect on those during this week as the moon is growing. And so that for the full moon, which is happening on Sunday, you can come to an understanding of what is it that you want for yourself and how can you create that into your reality by creating that balance and removing what you have to from this moon cycle and adding what you need to into your life, okay? Um, and so there is a lot, again, a lot of trines going on because there's so many planets now in air elements. We have Saturn and Jupiter who are also in air elements because they're both in Aquarius. And Jupiter is making a trine to Mars as well, and so is Saturn. So these planets are also working with Saturn, or sorry, with, with Mars in Gemini. And um, this is making a it making it really easy for us to to manifest really quickly. Honestly, I, I, I can't highlight that enough. Like you guys can really work some magic that can develop honestly and truly overnight. I've done it. It can happen. Um, put your mind to it. Now with Libra working in harmony with Gemini, what we receive is reflection of what is fair in our life and what is working in our life and what is not working in our life and what do we have to unplug from? What are we over pouring ourselves into? What are we over investing ourselves into? And how can we unplug and pull back so we don't lose ourselves completely in that? Now, when Saturn and Jupiter make a trine in Aquarius to the moon in Libra, 
what we also get here is how can I expand my compassion in a way that is realistic, in a way that is still going to be beneficial to myself and those around me, and also create that harmony and peace that I desire, okay? And coming to those conclusions. Now, all these elements are working together in their own way. And when we have Aquarius making trines to Gemini because of that Mars trine to Saturn and Jupiter, we get this idea that we want to move forward in a space where we feel that we can be our complete selves in our communities, in our, you know, in our relationships, in our, in our covens, in our, in our communities, in our, in our collectives, in our groups. But that means that we have to, one, ensure that we are investing ourselves in the right groups, and two, not just letting anybody around us, okay? Aquarius is very, not anti-social, but <laughs> can be antisocial or seen as antisocial simply because Aquarius understands that this shit really ain't it. This shit really ain't it. And a lot of these motherfuckers that you're going to come across ain't it either. And so you have to make sure you're not allowing yourself to be exposed to just anybody. And you have to reflect on that a lot, a lot to ensure that you are, you know, maintaining yourself for various reasons. Now, with this moon also, I will say um, in terms of magic and rituals that we want to work with, definitely candle magic because candle magic fire, you know, fire is burning something quickly. So you're, you're igniting, um, you know, that element which allows things to, again, manifest very quickly. So writing your intentions on bay leaves and burning them in a safe fire, safe dish slash cast iron pot aka a cauldron okay and watch that snap crackle and pop before your eyes okay um in this moon we can also of course do our bath cycles our bath rituals because it is a full moon those are also going to work really well um you can also do of course journaling and things of that nature but i honestly would say working with the element of fire is going to be really beneficial because this is again the Aries and Libra axis working together, doing their beautiful dance that they do. Okay, now for those who I see um, affected the most by this moon, well, first of all, Geminis, you guys are kind of in the middle of this, but you're actually going to be receiving a lot of blessings and a lot of tests and things of that nature can develop from this supermoon up until the next one. And honestly, up until we have the lunar eclipse in in Sagittarius, you know? So be open to that, but also look to see how all these new opportunities are coming to you now, Gemini, okay? Gemini, suns, moons, and risings, that is. Um, Libras, of course, <laughs> this is your moon, so, or our moon, so ensure that you are on your, on your A game too, because a lot of these are, gonna be coming, are going to be coming your way as well. Um, a lot of reflecting of behavior patterns and things that you are doing and how they are benefiting you. What is the foundation you are creating right now? Okay. Um, Aries, you of course are going to be heavily affected as well as Sagittarius because again, during this shift for this full moon, we have this Aries um, stellium of the sun, Venus, and Chiron sitting in the ninth house, which is Sagittarius energy. So Sagittarius, you are also going to feel this as well as Aries, okay? So everybody else, all the other things I mentioned, of course, apply to us. And not everything may apply to you, but you will see how it develops in your own life, of course. Um, but that is what I am seeing for the full moon. Honestly, you guys, the full moon in Libra looks pretty decent. Um, it looks like it's going to be a really blessed moon. It's a Venus moon. Okay. This is Venus energy again, because it's Libra. So ensure that you are honoring Venus in the most beautiful way you possibly can, because it is happening on Sunday. You might want to work with the hour of the sun being in Aries potentially if you want. So, you know, the, the planetary hour of Mars, the planetary hour of the sun, or even the planetary hour of Venus. Honestly, if you want to work rituals in those hours, I would highly recommend that. Okay. Um, and Leo's actually, you guys are also going to be feeling um, some interesting movement with this. And actually, I'm going to say Leo's, um, Aquarius's, 
Tauruses and Scorpios, honestly and truly, all of the fixed signs, you guys are going to have some interesting shifts happen. They might be a little bit minor, a little bit more minor. Um, Leos, you'll have some a lot of things kind of focus on you, a lot of eyes on you at this time, Leo, okay? Um, Scorpios, you're kind of going into hiding, I see. So are you, Aquarius, but you are making some big moves. Um, just be careful, okay? And review everything twice. Um, and Taurus, I see some big blessings and changes going on for you, Taurus. I'm seeing some potential movement of, of homes, um, of, you know, breaking through some generational wealth, some big, big money things coming your way, Taurus. So Asheo to you for that. Um, so that's all I'm going to say about that. I am running my mouth right now, so I'm going to be quiet about that. Um, if you want to see how this plays out for you personally, you want to book a astro transit reading so we can apply this chart to your own personal chart and see how it's going to play out for you personally or even a um, astro tarot reading where you can kind of get a bit of both potentially okay so that is what i want to talk about for the astro t that was a lot i know i hope you guys rewind and write down all those notes i just <laughs> gave you because that was a lot um, now, for the spiritual gospel and rant, I actually want to talk about spiritual hygiene and protecting your crown. So, in medical astrology, Aries actually rules the head slash headspace, which led me to think about spiritual hygiene itself and how much we can all embrace this more in Aries season because Aries rules the head. So your crown is the most important part of your body as it is where the brain is kept. And across many cultures, actually, we do see people covering their heads as a symbol of protection. It's an action of protection in order to maintain their divinity because it's believed in across many cultures that we receive a lot of our energy um, and, and, and just nurturance of self through the divine from the top of our heads, which is our crowns. So our crown chakras, okay? So whether your crown is bald or covered in curls or, you know, straight strands or locks, it's important that we protect our crowns. And we can do this in various ways that are super, super, super easy, honestly and truly. And one of the easiest ways is by covering our head with a hat, like your go-to witch's hat. Um, every witch has a go-to hat, and if you don't, witches, brujas, mystics, then you are missing out, and you should definitely get yourself a go-to witch hat, okay? But also wrapping your hair, or I should say head even, in a scarf. Just literally covering your head with a piece of accessory is a form of protection. And this is honestly why you'll see, again, across cultures, people covering their heads with hats, or bonnets of whatever to cover their hair because it is a connection to the divine. It's like cords to the divine. Um, another way we can do this is actually, you know, wrapping or adorning yourself in headpieces, um, you know, like jewelry, but ensuring that this is not in a way that is culture appropriating. Please don't be dangling, wearing yourself with some dangles and things on your head top that are not from your culture, okay? Please don't do that. Um, but there are various ways that we can create um, head jewelry with, with beads and crystals and, and, and seashells and, and all sorts of things to protect our crown. But it's really important that you do. So if you're not into hats, or things being on your head, I totally get that too. Um, that doesn't mean you're not supposed to protect your crown, okay? Your crown is not supposed to go unprotected. So simply, honestly, and truly, um, using a splash of Florida water or even a protective blended oil on your crown can enhance your aura and ensure you remain protected. Meditating with crystals, especially selenite um, and queer quartz, black tourmaline, and even amethyst can also do the same trick. So how would you do this? Well, simply by holding the crystal in both of your hands above your head and close your eyes softly and envision a ray of blue light surrounding you. 
Um, blue is for protection. This is something I've learned in my Reiki um, training. <laughs> now, meditate for as long as you desire and with the intention, of course, of protection flowing in your mind. Now, as we do this exercise, you can do this on a regular daily basis or whenever you just feel like you need it. And it is really powerful. My favorite way to do this crystal crown uh, chakra meditation is with a selenite tower. Personally, selenite is known to cleanse all other crystals and can be used to charge and cleanse your other crystals. Um, but on its own, it's known to really clear out um, the energy of, of things and, and, and I don't want to say purify it, but really and truly it's, it's neutralizing the energy again. Um, and of course is associated with the moon. So honestly and truly doing this under the Libra full moon could actually be really beautiful and beneficial. You could get yourself some pieces of selenite, selenite wands, you know, a selenite tower even, and charge it under the full moon and then do this ritual, uh, this meditation. That would be so, so amazing. And so, just like you're gonna feel like a new person to be honest okay um but there are other 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 ways we can also do this too like our spiritual baths in the more traditional way okay this can also be really beneficial for spiritual hygiene now i know i talk about spiritual baths a lot and maybe that's because i have seven water placements or maybe it's because they're that fucking important. I want y'all to ride the wave of the baths, okay? The spiritual baths are very important and they're so fun. They are so fun. You feel so good after you do a spiritual bath. Literally, you feel like a whole new witch bitch. You feel like a whole new human being. I swear, you really do. Now, the fancy baths with flowers and crystals and like, oh, look at this like perfect tray I have with cheese and this glass of rosé wine and this pink quartz sphere and, you know, all this ridiculous stuff. Yes, it's very cute, you know, and they are beneficial in their own ways because that is literally a ritual. You are creating an altar space for yourself in your bath. And that is beautiful to me. But the baths that will have the most effect and most potency are the ones with the strong scented herbs and the herbs you question if they were even grown on planet earth. And I know you know what I'm talking about. They're the herbs that you think you found literally on the side of a road and you're like, you want me to bath and you want me to bathe in this murky water? You want me to bathe in this, in this crap? Yes, 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 yes you do. These are the baths I'm telling, I'm talking about and are the ones that I, will honestly perform for myself and are completed with putting the herbs in a large pot and allowing them to come to a boil and finally once they are finished boiling you are going to allow them to cool down and then you can transfer them by straining those herbs from the from the pot into a bigger uh, bowl or what have you and then put it into the fridge to cool or let it cool on the table on the counter for yourself until it's like room temperature. And when it's done, you can enhance it even with Florida water, like I mentioned before, or with, um, you know, other spiritual waters. There are other waters out there, not just Florida water. There are so many other spiritual waters out there, you guys, that we can use to adorn ourselves for spiritual hygiene, okay? And once you do that and it's cooled off, you're going to take that water um, speak your affirmations and, and, and prayers into it, which you should have already be doing as the water is boiling, okay? And when you're ready, you don't bring that water into your bathtub when you're there standing in your shower in your bathtub. So whether you have a bathtub or a standalone shower, you can still do this version of a spiritual bath and you're going to pour that water over your, over your head, like literally at the top of your head and let just pour all the way down. Okay, obviously close your eyes, don't be silly, and um, allow yourself to feel like you're being pierced through the veil and reborn again, because that is what it feels like, and it's um, truly magical, and I'm telling you, your words, again, water holds memory, you guys, so when you speak those words into existence, into affirmations, into your herbs, into the water, and, and you're creating this alchemy and then pouring it onto your head, you are now becoming that, 
which is so, so, so beautiful. Okay, so these are the ones you really want to do. And taking care, again, taking care of our crowns, you know, it's, it's, it's so many things. It's, it's more than just the physical self too. It's also being aware of the thoughts that we are having. This is something we need to really remember, especially in our spiritual hygiene, okay? Our thoughts are simply just things, sure, but those thoughts, if repeated enough, can manifest. And we know this because we, as witches, do this all the time as spell casting. So if you put enough energy into the thought, you will have it manifest in some sort of way, okay? The mantra for Aries is I am. And so the words we say following these are very, very, very important, especially right now. Okay. So take your time and take time for yourself to really come up with some powerful mantras that follow the words I am and repeat them as much as you can under the Aries sun and watch how much your mind creates this pattern and you can create your own reality and see how it shifts before your eyes. Okay, it's really that easy. And um, I am is a really good place, honestly, to start when it comes to um, starting how to write your own mantras, starting how to write your intentions, any intentions that you were writing in terms of things you want to have manifest in the future or in the present time. You want to write them as I am because that is who you are. It's not something you wish to be. It's who you are. And again, this comes back to what I was talking about earlier about Venus and Aries and remembering what our worth is and not putting it at a distance and knowing that we are our higher selves right now. And if your higher self is to be abundant, is to be prosperous, is to be spiritually protected, is to be consciously devoted to the divine, then say those words as confident as possible. I am prosperous. I am abundant. I am spiritually protected. I am cautiously devoted to the divine. Because when you say it that way, you become that. It is the vibration. You feel it in your throat chakra vibrating through your entire body. Okay. Um, so come up with some I am's and just know that your words really mean things. And the words that come after I am can again manifest very quickly because we have a lot of planets in fire and air, which are the two fastest elements. So be very aware of that. And again, remember, you can shift your reality before your eyes by doing this. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, something I wanted to talk about, speaking of reality shifting before your eyes, I have some matrix mess to share. So matrix mess is essentially a, a segment that kind of comes back, um, on the podcast where I'm talking about some news that I found in the actual matrix, like human world news. Okay. And so this story is actually from Canada where I'm from and goes a little something like this. A woman who lives in Halifax, which is on the East coast for those of y'all who are like, what's a Halifax? Um, it's on the East coast guys. Um, <laughs> this woman who lives in Halifax has lost most of her eyesight back in 2017. And ever since losing her, uh, her sight, she has been receiving visual hallucinations. These visions have, as I've seen in this article, okay, include seeing her grandmother smoking a cigarette in her closet, a beheaded man beside her on her bed, and even seeing an infestation of like rats and rodents all over the place, okay? Now, a low vision specialist commented on the story and was right and was spoken to the journalist of the article and said that this condition is actually very common, well, common enough, and it's called Charles Bonnet syndrome. And it is very common for those who have lost their eyesight. Now, according to the specialists, those with this condition usually have positive visions of random things like beams of light and, you know, like, like rainbows and things of that nature being seen. And the specialist also mentioned in the article that because our eyes 
are used to getting information visually, the brain fills in those blanks where there is no sight with memories that you may have had. So this woman with the visions said she used to watch, you know, horror films and, you know, gruesome TV shows like The Walking Dead, for example. And so she thinks and believes that this could be why her brain is filling the blanks with these sort of visions. However, adding a witch's perspective as a witch from the outside looking in, I see something else going on. Now, I'm not here to knock scientific facts or any specialists or doctors, but I would be lying if I said I didn't think about the people who are medically treated for certain conditions or are even locked up in what we call the loony bin for conditions they actually don't have. Now, in this case, the specialist did mention that these visions can occur months or even years after the site is lost. So I'm curious to see if this woman will still have these sort of visions in five years or more because she lost her sight back in 2017 and the story just came out literally today or a couple days ago and it's 2021. So what if she's a cunning woman? Uh, what if she's a woman who received her true eyesight after going physically blind or legally blind in this case? What if her grandmother, an ancestor, was trying to visit her and it wasn't really a hallucination? Now, I wanted to bring this Matrix mess up because one, it sounds very witchy and reminded me of this character in the show, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, named Roz or Rosalind, who was totally blind and or goes totally blind in the show. And then she learns later on that she's a seer, a cunning woman. And she then has these intense hallucinations, which we later learn in the show were actually psychic attacks from a demon. Now, I know this is Hollywood, of course, that's a show, a TV show. But again, who's to say that these hallucinations aren't real visions? or even at the very least, real apparitions of spirit showing up and potentially even psychic attacks occurring, okay? Sure, I'm sure, you know, the, 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 the rat infestations and all those things like that that, are, that she's seeing, maybe those are, you know, definitely hallucinations, but these could also very much so be psychic attacks too, Especially when your ancestors are coming up, you know what I mean? Like, that's a little bit more like, well, I don't know. It makes me think. Now, again, of course, the chances are very, very, very slim because this, con this condition is, is so common and is obviously backed up by medical studies and professionals. But we all know and have seen that not everything is what it appears to be in the medical world. And oftentimes, the issues that are seen medically... Um, are actually spiritual blockages of some kind or are issues that were rooted in spiritual blockages and then became something more serious, which then needed to become medically treated and cured. Now, I will leave you with that um, for you to come to your own conclusions on what you think of the story. Um, but as a witch, I see the story very differently than the average human. Um, and this story just further kind of proves how important it is for us to maintain our spiritual hygiene. Protecting the crown is protecting it physically, yes, and being mindful of the words we use, absolutely. But also, it's about protecting ourselves in terms of the images and things we feed our crowns. Our brains are storing memories of the images we see. So this makes me think of the theory of the holographic universe. And for those who are like, what's a holographic universe? Basically, it means that the information that we perceive as a 3D reality is stored on a 2D surface, including time itself. So basically, this means that everything that you see is essentially an illusion. <laughs> um, so for example, 
3D films create the illusion of 3D quote-unquote objects from a flat 2D screen. But the difference in our 3D universe is that we can touch objects and the projection is suggest is real from our perspective. So if you're really interested um, in learning more about this kind of theory, I would say, oh, by the way, this theory has been proven. Um, I would suggest reading the book, The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. And I will add the name of this book in the show notes as well, because I do love you. And I want y'all to get in on all this woo-woo shit because it is very interesting. Um, but yeah, this story is, is really, um, it's unfortunate for the woman, you know, like I, I really hope that she gets, you know, the help and treatment that she deserves to have and, and peace of mind. But a part of me is just like, Hmm, I don't know. Maybe your ancestors are trying to show you something. Maybe you've got some sort of juju on you and you aren't even aware of it. And when you went blind, you, you know, the juju took full effect. Maybe this is the juju that's working. Who knows? That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So going into our ancestral antidote, there's a very popular Jamaican proverb that goes, Dubby no hoofy frighten and hoofy tell goodnight which translates to ghosts know who to frighten, who to scare, or for that matter, who to try, and those who to salute. So what does this really mean? (laughs) What this really means is lower vibrational beings, whether alive or not, know who they can fuck with and who they can't fuck around with. So part of having a spiritual hygiene routine is maintaining your boundaries and sometimes we can't control who we are around but we can control how we react to them and the action of reacting is a choice okay i'll say that again the action of reacting is a choice now i know i mentioned in the last episode that we need to check in with ourselves and ask if the situations we are in are worthy of us getting out of character for. This is essentially the same thing. If you keep playing with fire, surely you know you're going to get burnt eventually. So take this airy season to think about who's in your circle and how much you pour and invest in them versus how much is being invested in you, which is again more of that Libra full moon energy that is growing now and these sort of themes again may come up as well. So if you are looking at your crew and at your, your, your routines and your rituals and they aren't serving you, but you're overpulling and investing in them, it's time to, you know, snap out of it maybe and try something new. If you want to get out of the grave, put down the shovel. If you want to get a good night's rest, stop getting out of your bed at 3 a.m. and asking the suspicious knock, who is it? you are asking to be played with. Now, obviously that last sentence is my way of playing with the Jamaican ancestral proverb, but you get my point, okay? Stop letting everyone have access to you because that is actually very poor spiritual hygiene, okay? There's a reason why in in the craft, um, witches, mystics, elders of all kinds will say to you, you know, Yes, it's cool and it's okay to work with, you know, different spirits and guides, but you have to know when there's a cap. You have to know where you're at your capacity. You have to know when enough is enough and understand that if you have too much mix-up, mix-up, you are going to attract all types of mix-up, mix-up energy into your life and then you can't figure out where you're going because you're going everywhere at once, which is basically nowhere. Okay, so really ensure that you are being aware of what you are reacting to and, you know, putting those in place who need to be put in place. I'm not saying to choose violence, but I am saying it is airy season and you need to invoke the emperor energy. So get the strap, protect your head top 
and make sure you are spiritually clean, okay? Because cleanliness is next to divinity. Ashe, all right? That is the T. And for those of you who are wondering, Dopi in, in Patois means ghost or spirit, okay? Some might say it means a type of spirit. No, it literally just means spirit or a ghost, okay? Simple at that. And now that the brew is done with harm to none, I send you light for your shadows and deaths. One love, Ashe, peace.